A reading from Matthew chapter 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goat. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at, at his left hand. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Let us pray. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You, are, you that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared from the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will, also, they will all they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Let us pray. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is doubt, let us so faith. Where there is Then he will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Let us pray. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Grant that we may seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Lord, make an instrument of your peace. Please be seated.
Good morning. Sorry, I'm a little amped up from four hours of keeping my uh, undergrads awake. So I'll try to restrain myself a little bit. Uh, let me clear up one misunderstanding. Lauren and Paul Whitman, niece, not wife. <laughs> Lest that be misunderstood. Wife is here. Brother and sister are here. Mother is here. Niece. Just to be clear. So uh, we, we are here to talk a bit about a group called the Appalachia Service Project. The Appalachia Service Project is a, a home repair ministry in the Appalachian Mountains, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia. Uh, Lauren and I and a number of others from our church, 20, 29 of us in total, had the opportunity to spend a week there this summer doing home repair work and all sorts of uh, other engaging activities. Uh, this is our group, uh, including a, a group of others from Alabama, from Methodist, a Methodist church there as well. Uh, we had a delightful week. It was hot as blazes and humid, but we had a lot of great time getting good work done. And uh, give you some insights into that work, we had a home that had been burned, and our group did some major reconstruction in that work. Uh, we had, uh, that happens to be Warren's father there with the baseball cap on backwards, trying to figure out how to re uh, connect the four components there in that house. We had uh, a group that did work on a shower, repairing a shower and uh, putting a new bathroom into a home. So we had lots of good work going on, and there's another uh, lovely member of my family. Uh, We had another group who did some siding on a home. One of the uh, the Appalachian Service Project's goals is to make homes warmer, safer, and drier. So they're working on rooftops. They're working on keeping the home insulated keeping the home uh, free of moisture, which tends to rot out the home and make it less durable. So we had a lot of good work done wrapping the house with what's called Tyvek or uh, house wrap to keep the moisture out and keep the bugs out and keep the warm air in. And finally, putting up some siding around the house, my co-speaker, and my favorite niece, uh, putting some siding up on the house again to keep the moisture out of the house, make the house more durable. And uh, my crew in particular did some home repair on a home that had been abandoned empty for 12 years. Uh, the uh, home had been abandoned for reasons I don't thoroughly understand, but uh, they had abandoned it with uh, food in the refrigerator, just unplugged the refrigerator, left it there. Uh, so the house was in a significant state of disrepair. The interior walls were in bad shape. There were some rooms that needed to be reconfigured. So we were actually building a wall at this point, making an extra bedroom in the house. So the family of three, mom and two kids, who had been living in a separate home, uh, in a trailer home nearby, could move into this house, a much better house for themselves. But we were essentially rebuilding the house from the inside out. It was quite the uh, interesting project, quite dirty at times, resulting in this sort of phenomena. And this was uh, day one. It got dirtier after that. And we had a great time doing all this good work, but it turned out there was more to it. This is work on a house. We were there to be working on homes. So homes need a family. We had a family of three. So we see some of our other families here. Our teams work with different homes, different families. This happened to be a uh, single woman. Uh, We had uh, another shot of that family, another group with their family. So we tended to refer to these folks as our families. Got to be a very personal experience. There's a mom in the home. She's about 24. The uh, young man in the home to the left in yellow is uh, Darren. He's nine. And the little girl is three or so. So you can do the math, 24 and nine. Uh, So mom showed up the first day of work. She had not been there previously. She came to greet us. There were 14 of us working on her home, what was to be her home. She said, I'd like to share some poetry with you. Kudos to my friends in the English department. Poetry is her tool of sharing and her tool of release. 
She was a meth addict when she was 14. Excuse me. Had that child at 15. The child died at birth. Heart started on its own five minutes later. He's not 100%, but he's pretty functional for a child who'd been dead right after he was born. She refers to him as her miracle baby, born of a meth addict. She's cleaned up her act. She's back living in the community she was living in, a hard place for her to live, but that's where she has the resources to live, where she can take care of her children. The children are in good shape. She's in good shape. This is, part of, this is a big part of why we do what we do is because of that connection with the families. And that leads us into a bit of why ASP does what it does. It was really formed to, per, to, uh, to build connections between people and other people. Uh, formed in 1969 by a United Methodist pastor and uh, initially had two groups of people, about 15, working on one home over the course of a summer. This summer, 15,000 people working on several hundred homes across the Appalachian Mountains. Quite a a change in, in scope over the time. And that's really what we're trying to do, is trying to get people together who want to help with people who need that help. All right, so when we got to our our center in Tennessee, the staff was describing ASP, Appalachian Service Project, ASP, I'm going to use that a lot, their mission to us. And they said it's not really about the construction. They called it relationship ministry with construction on the side. And that's really what it's about. It's about accepting people where they are just as they are. So if you take an hour break from working on your family's home to talk with them, that's totally acceptable and even encouraged. If you're really lucky, then your relationship with them continues beyond the summer. Um, You saw me with our homeowner, Margaret, up there, and we've been in contact. We've been writing back and forth. They don't have a computer or anything like that, so we we write old-fashioned style and send it in the mail. It's awesome. Um, So anyway, the title for what we're doing today is Home for the World. So the way we see it, there are a couple different types of homes we're going to talk about. There's physical homes and spiritual homes. So what, what is a physical home? I mean, what do you think it is? It's, it's the building people live in, right? And ASP helps provide that for the families it touches. It fixes up the buildings where people live and gives them a warmer, safer, and drier home, as the slogan says. But a physical home is more than a building where people live. And fixing it up for them does more than just give them a comfortable living environment. To the people of Appalachia, family is pretty much the most important thing. Um, Margaret and her husband, Mike, have lived in this house for decades. They raised their children in it, like just all the way. And even though it was completely broken down and it has an addition on it, and when we put the siding over it, it covered up a substantial gap in the wall between the addition and the actual house. But family's really important to them. The closest house to them belongs to Ivy, Mike's sister, and Ivy and Mike were born and raised in that house. So family stays close together, and it's their strongest support system. So fixing up homes for people to whom family is the most important is so much more than a building. It also gives security so that they can raise their children with greater peace of mind. It increases safety and creates a healthy living environment, which to people living with such low income is really important. 
A solid home is also a confidence booster, and it brings a greater sense of pride to these families. Overall, it makes it so that they have fewer worries and can live a happier life. So then school gets better for the children and work gets better for the parents. So you can see fixing up a physical home drastically improves both quality of life and um, their mental, how they feel about themselves. So there's also this idea of a spiritual home. So Lauren nicely connected the notion of family and the, the connectedness of families in the Appalachian Mountains, particularly to their physical roots. Uh, so we can think about spiritual homes, and being the son of a pastor, I do, uh, as our churches. And that's, that's one notion of a spiritual home. But we, we like to broaden that a little bit in the notion of, of our connectedness to one another, our connectedness to friends, our connectedness to our faiths, uh, to our common God in many cases, and, and how that supports us in our times of challenge. So in addition to how the physical home supports our physical needs, our spiritual, our emotional home connects us to one another, connects us to people who can support us when we're having challenges, and connects us to people with whom we can celebrate. So we have the opportunity to share that, those kinds of connections through prayer, through fellowship, through worship, through lots of different means. That's also a big part of what we do with our Appalachia Service Project experience. We have the 27 people or 29 people we traveled with this summer. We have the 25 people who were there from Alabama with whom we forged connections. We have the families we work with who we refer to as our families. It's a very personal connection that we'll have connections with years later. And those connections are ones that help us, again, to celebrate our joys, to bear one another's burdens, another nice scriptural connection for you all. And we can always be about that building of the building of our spiritual homes, even if we're not traveling in a mission project. And I'm sure Lauren has some nice ideas for how to do that. So by going on ASP, we answered God's call in our lives to build homes. And I mean this in both the physical and the spiritual sense. We answered God's call to provide a physical home and improve the quality of life for our families. And we answered God's call to create and strengthen spiritual homes as well. And this is a call that we can all answer somehow. And like he said, it doesn't have to be through ASP. We can volunteer with local Habitat for Humanity projects. We can volunteer at CLU's campus garden. We can get involved with on-campus worship and fellowship opportunities. These are great spiritual homes for us. We can also participate in the alternative break trips with the Community Service Center on campus, which are week-long service trips just like ASP. I also went on a trip to Alabama with our winter break trip last spring. So the point is that we can all answer this call, this call of God's to build homes for the world. Thank you.